0: Do you find yourself constantly comparing yourself to other Etsy shops? Do you convince yourself that your market is just too saturated or there's too much competition and that's why you can't be successful? Or maybe you even find yourself in your Etsy PPC and constantly toggling your Etsy ads on and off from one day to the next. And those are just a few examples of how emotions and making emotionally driven decisions can be the number one money making killer on Etsy. But on- Honestly, in any business in general, I have had many entrepreneurial failures before I saw any success with any of my Etsy brands or my Shopify brands. And one of the biggest things that I've learned to be a top seller or be a top performer in anything, this game is so much more emotional than actually the financial or the physical burden of actually doing the thing. And I know that's really hard to conceptualize when you're first starting out, but when you're a new entrepreneur or have had an an Etsy brand that fundamentally worked by doing bare minimum work in the past and now it's not working and it requires more effort or more energy or more systems in place, emotions can literally kill your business. sometimes what it takes is getting some perspective on how we can take these thoughts and these emotions and transform them into, instead of self-deprecating, you know, thoughts, into thoughts that actually fuel us to become better business owners. And there's kind of this internal battle, you know, between logic and how we feel about something that as entrepreneurs we're always dealing with. And the entrepreneurs that can really differentiate logic from emotion, from what's reality versus what they feel, are the entrepreneurs that actually end up doing very, Very well. As somebody that has had years of entrepreneurial failures, many failed business attempts, you know, I can personally speak on this because a lot of my failures in my early days, or the giving up or stopping that venture to do something else, was very emotionally based. It was emotionally driven and not actually logical or reality-driven and based facts about you know what I was doing. But hopefully by the end of this video, we can take some of those negative thought patterns and change the perspective on those thought patterns to actually make them momentum-building, energizing thoughts that fuel us into taking more action to start, grow, or scale our businesses. Welcome everybody to the Till Death Stop Me podcast, because the inevitable is one day, we are going to die sounds pretty morbid right but you want to know what i think is even more depressing merely existing on this planet and not achieving not going not experiencing not meeting not having every single thing that i've ever wanted in this life. We have one shot to do this thing right. So we might as well experience every single thing we've ever wanted, have every single thing that we've ever wanted, build communities with long lasting, meaningful relationships. Most importantly, achieve our ideal version of what success looks like to us. So that is why in this podcast, we're going to be interviewing people that even against all the odds have been able to do that and are working constantly every single day to build their ideal lifestyle. So without further ado, thank you for tuning in guys. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back, guys. A core fundamental of my channel is, you know, trying to keep it as real as possible. And I really don't like to sell the dream to people about what it takes to build a business because the reality is it costs money and it (laughs) it costs time and a lot of hard work. And that is just the reality. When you open a business and you make the conscious decision to take the path less traveled, right, you are basically opting into having another child. This game, like I mentioned before, is so much about being able to control the emotion, and controlling your mental state. Because if certain thoughts consume your daily brain cycle, brain loops too much, Right? It can completely inhibit growth, inhibit action, and then at that point, you are the actual cause of your own failure. It's not because of some external thing that happened in the marketplace. Because remember, there's reality and then. There's Hannah's thoughts. And sometimes the things that we tell ourselves every day is so far removed from reality because it's so biasly <laughs> misconstrued, but because my emotion, that it, it's hard to make that differentiation between reality and just emotion. We're gonna be really highlighting, especially in my experience with working with my students, doing at this point, Probably close to over 150 consultations and store audits. (laughs) Most commonly used limiting beliefs or actions that really kill Etsy businesses specifically. The first most commonly thing that I hear is my niche is too saturated or my niche has become too saturated or my niche has evolved into something that I'm not. So this is a, this very first example is a really good example of limiting beliefs that inhibit you from taking action. Also, all it does is it, conv- it convinces you that you are not a strong enough entrepreneur to compete and win. And so to change this thought pattern or to change this thing that we tell ourselves about competition is this, one, Competition is not a bad thing. Competition forces us to build better businesses. If you had no competition, you would have no incentive to become a better entrepreneur. You would have no inspiration of things that you could do better or you know strive towards. And so when you think about it in this sense, it takes out the negative connotation that going into a saturated niche or having a bunch of competition arise as a negative thing. It should be an exciting element that every day you get to wake up and become a better entrepreneur. thing that I would like to just add here is that the day that you put your hand up and say, I Hannah want to be an entrepreneur. You're basically consenting to developing a living, growing organism, not really living, but growing organism that then you have to nourish. And so the idea that you can grow your organism to a certain point and then just take your foot off the brakes and then just stop is a really horrible expectation to set for yourself. Your business is something that you're always constantly growing and improving. And that scenario is something that I specifically see in my consultations with older Etsy sellers that are, you know, nowadays, seeing that their numbers are dropping, you know, and they built their business, really great business models to a certain point, but they're not continuing on this upward trend. And the biggest cause of that is because they got comfortable and they got happy with the income that they were making. And now because that engine isn't operating like it used to, because the traffic's not there, right? They're automatically assuming that their business is failing when their business is not failing. It's just, they stopped nurturing the organism. They stopped changing as the trends were changing. They stopped investing, right? They stopped putting in the time and effort that it really needed in order to maintain the competitiveness of that business. That is a really important concept for you to understand whether you're an experienced seller or a new seller just getting in for the first time. And when you flip that switch in your mind, you know, and you get excited by the idea that every day you're gonna wake up and become a better entrepreneur, hopefully that changes your relationship with the idea of having a lot of competition because I can promise you, no matter how saturated a niche is, you can break through any single market right? If there is a will, there is a way. If you want to become the house and beat your main competitors, it's not a matter of how, right? Because you can figure out the how. It's about how fast are you going to do it? When is it going to happen? And all that is contingent on what are you willing to sacrifice? What time, what money, what energy are you willing to sacrifice to become You know, whatever it is that you want to become? If it's a top 100 Etsy shop, I believe that you can do it. (laughs) I know you can do it. Another really big emotionally driven decision that I see people make is when people turn on their Etsy ads for the first time and they watch it for maybe three or four days and they see you know, I spent this much, but the ad only generated me this much. They think it's not working and then they toggle it off. It's like this love-hate relationship because they know they need it, but then the second they don't get that gratification that it's working, they turn it off after they spent, you know, 30 bucks. And this is very, very dangerous. Not dangerous. It's just... Something we gotta talk about basically. All right, so Etsy ads are something that every single Etsy shop is going to need to do at some point in order to be competitive. Arguably, every Etsy shop should be spending money on Etsy PPC because, This is just the world we're living in and it's only getting more competitive. (laughs) If you are competing against somebody that has very similar products with a very similar value proposition, with a very similar competitive marketing schema, then who is Etsy gonna give the, the, the placement on the search pages for? Somebody that's spending ads or somebody that's not? And so I cannot emphasize enough that getting your Etsy engine running to turn a profit, not just organically, but after your ad spend is so, so important. And sometimes, especially if you're a new shop, when you have no reviews or no social proof, right? What we do is we go into our Etsy PPC, we see that we make $2 and we spent, you know, a million dollars. That was super exaggerated, but we get emotional and we turn it off. Now, obviously, you're not gonna spend a million dollars on Etsy ads, but the point is, is When you do this, you're not allowing your Etsy ads to collect enough data to tell you what's going on in your listings. And realistically, you need thousands of impressions and hundreds of clicks on a listing in order to tell what's going on with that listing. And now if you're a new shop that has no reviews and no social proof and no organic indexing yet because you're just new, right, and then you compound that with being in a saturated market, right, That spend to discover what your best sellers are or that spend that you're gonna need to spend to be able to start getting your products indexed might be more expensive than somebody else. And I can't sit here and tell you how long or how much all I can tell you is that you need to spend in order to collect data. And when you toggle your ads on and off every couple of days, right, you're not allowing yourself to collect data. And I have more videos I will link above on my full, you know, SEPPC strategy and how I, you know, encourage people to make it a goal to get to their max budget allowance, which is $1,000 a day on Etsy, and all the psychology and all the strategy that I personally do with my brands um, to ensure that I get to that max budget allowance as fast as possible. This is just another, key example of how emotions kill money making the last negative thought loop that i catch people in constantly is something like i kind of mentioned before is analysis paralysis and this is usually for like new etsy sellers that have just done all this market research on all these different things and they're getting excited by all these different models and they don't know what to start with, what to do first, second, third. Analysis paralysis, it usually stops people from them taking action because they have basically a table with a million cards on the table that they could go and then pick up and they just don't know which one to pick up. Instead of making a decision, they just stop. And to that thought, emotional thought loop, I am here to tell you this. You are in the same position that every new aspiring entrepreneur is in, right? You do some research, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's real estate, whether it's freaking building software, flipping land, right? You do some research and you see this world of opportunity. And now you're in a unique position where only you can pick, choose which card to pick up first. What is the winning here? No matter what cards you pick up, It's either going to work or it's not. The winning is picking up a card and going full speed ahead at achieving whatever that goal is. The not winning here is doing nothing and just sitting back and thinking that the world is gonna make the decision for you. And either that business is going to fail and you're gonna hit a wall and you're gonna go pick up another card or it's gonna work. And there's really no way around it and you know, It's really, really interesting because what's crazy about this analogy is that we spend so much time fixating over what card to pick up instead of just picking up the card. That in reality, right, separating a reality from emotions, in reality, say one of the skills that we needed to acquire to be able to run this Etsy business was learning how to use a camera, right? So taking pictures, right? I did all my own product photography, I still do some of my own product photography, right? But one of the skills that I had to learn was how to use a DSLR camera, right? And in reality, someone that it needs to learn how to use a camera in order to run a part of their Etsy business, right? In reality, if you dedicated 20 hours of real dedication and hard work on learning how to use a, a Canon 90D DSLR camera, In 20 hours, I can argue that you would probably be pretty fluent in learning how to use that camera. But the crazy thing is, like I mentioned, is that it probably took less than 20 hours, but over a year to make that decision to pick up that card. So much time was just wasted, you know, making the decision, right? When again, it only took less than 20 hours to acquire that skill. So then if it takes another 10 hours of learning how to do development of that product. Do you see what I'm talking about here? The ratio just doesn't add up. The indecisiveness is more costly and more time consuming than actually doing the thing. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur, there is no wrong card to pick up because the reality is you are gonna learn something from going full speed ahead and picking up one of those cards. So like I said, the worst thing you can do is not take action. Actually, I will add to that, Another mistake that actually could be made here is if you try to pick up three cards at once, right? When you first start, you wanna pick up one card and go full speed ahead on that one product idea or that one brand idea. You don't wanna to try to launch three brands at one time, right? That's actually not winning in three different niches, right? So if you wanna sell, um, you know, print on demand, you know products just start with that if you want to sell physical goods and sell dog collars go develop dog collars right just do that do not try to pick up three cards at one time right because each card that you pick up is its own organism and every different organism has different needs wants fears and goals so i will just also add that in there and the last thing that i will just finish this video off with is what we want to do is instead of this being you know fear driven <laughs> decision making right we actually we want to associate fear with being stuck in where we currently are the reason we become entrepreneurs is because we are seeking something in our lives that other people aren't and this is why we choose the, p- the path less traveled the fear that comes with diving into the unknown is a real thing, right? There's real fear around of what if I change my business or what if I do this instead of that? There's real fear there, but your relationship with fear should become this. It is actually more scary to be stuck where I am currently than not giving it my all and taking action. And this is something that i found for me, it came very naturally, naturally for me because I was so unhappy with where I was in my life that not taking action was actually more scary because that idea led to that I was going to be stuck sleeping on my grandma's couch and basically an embarrassment to my entire, uh, you know, (laughs) to all my friends and all my family basically. The idea of not taking action was actually more scary and sometimes it's the reverse. So in that case scenario, we have to resort back to our basic why why are we doing this in the first place and what is it going to provide right and if i don't get those things what what is that going to make my life look like and make that idea of your life more scary than not taking action and this usually tends to put a lot of fire back under your ass to take action or at least for me it did but overall guys i hope you got some value out of this video you know, comment any of your comments down below, and I will see you guys in the next video. Bye guys.